What is up, beautiful Bill Cast Barton Geo podcast people? I don't know. I want to throw something in there. Are you ready for a serious topic? I don't know. Why are you smiling already? Just to see if you're ready for it or not. Um, sure. Uh, so I was listening to Tiger Belly. Shout outs to Bobby Lee yesterday. And one thing that really surprised me that I feel like surprises a lot of other people. You know how like, um, this isn't that recent, but uh, Prank versus Prank, um, like him and his girl, they broke up. Years ago. Years ago, right. And there's a lot of people that um, when you watch online and you're like, oh man, through the videos, through the vlogs, like their relationship is so awesome. And I can't wait to have something like that. Hashtag relationship goals while I was listening to Tiger Belly. And um, they were saying that last year, they had a really dark, like four month patch. And uh, they actually broke up immediately right after a podcast. Oh, they were crazy. They were talking for like an hour and it was a live session, like a live pod, like not even like pre-recorded, it was live. And then after the cameras cut, um, uh, Kalila said, you know what? I can't do this anymore. And they ended it. And then both George and Gilbert, who are the castmates, are just sitting there like, is this even fucking real? Because they did it right in front of them. And then uh, Gilbert being the good homie, he's like, uh, George, just go. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to him and I'll see what the hell is going on. Because that kind of stuff affects the livelihood of everyone in that room, you know? Yeah. So um, I guess that brings me to my question. I know we had like a dark patch. And, um, God damn! This is the this is what this is real serious. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I was like, All is right. there a uh, was there a time where you fell out of love with me? A hundred percent. Damn. Every day. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, and during the time that you fell out of love with me, um, how come you didn't break up with me? Well, I don't think I fell out in love with you. So I think our situation, obviously, everyone's situation is very complicated. Yeah. Um. But for for our particular situation, my my specific feelings, I can't say that I ever fell in, out of love with you. I think I was just, I think I just felt like shit being with you. So you you still love me, but it just felt so bad. Yeah, because it's not hard for me to walk away from people that um, I, I've walked. I mean, if a relationship doesn't suit me, regardless if it's romantic or not, it's not hard for me to not have that in my life um like i don't know if it's because i grew up super sheltered or because um there's such an age gap between me and my siblings so i've always felt like an only child or i don't know if it was um i i don't know or, or like my mom kind of like um what's the word uh kind of like rewarding me for being so cold-hearted she <laughs> like, rewards you for being like not rewarded but like like um she would point that out and be like that right there. Like, like how you can cut people off. This is in high school. She's Why like, is your eye good. twitching? What the fuck? Is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh damn. Maybe it's really, early. maybe you're acting, maybe you're acting what my mom's saying. Cause like, as I'm talking, you're going, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'll just listen. I'm just like, um, so she, she would congratulate the fact that like I she wasn't would give you so, double high fives or something. Like I wasn't so attached to people. Yeah. Like she wow. was just like, uh, I would tell her about friendships or just relationships I was in during high school that I was just like, meh. Like, I, I didn't care about it anymore. And, and, she was, like, yes. and she was like, that's good. At least people can't walk all over you. Or like, that's good. You stay strong like that, you know? So I just remember. Is she just voicing something that she feels like uh, she has a hard time doing maybe? Probably. Like she wanted to walk away from a few relationships. Yeah, she just probably. couldn't do it. Yeah, probably. Like Damn. she really liked how I just was like. Um, Cold hearted bitch. Wow. No, I was just straightforward with whatever I wanted or didn't want. So mm. it was either yes or no, like, fuck yes, I want it, fuck no, get out, you know? I see. So because of that, I don't think it's really hard for me to walk away from things or people. Uh, that could be a really bad thing. Who knows? But yeah, with you, um, I felt like prior to you, I never really cared for a guy as much as I did you. Like Understandable. <laughs> stupid. I like really dumb things. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I have to take care of them. Okay. Good and comeback. you were the dumbest thing that I found. Yeah. So I, I couldn't let you go. I must be really dumb. This is what, like 12 years now? <laughs> oh, fuck. I must be the dumb one. Anyway. True. Turn <clears> it back. Keep going. On a serious note. I gaslit your ass. You even now. Keep going. Really? 
<laughs> oh my God. <laughs> now you're going to sit there, move away from a serious topic that people can who's benefit the from. One, you, who's the one that you, had to be like- You're going to move away from that just so you can be competitive. Who's the oh one that had to be God. like, I guess Anyway, um, I forgot <laughs> what I was saying, you fucking asshole. I think you're talking about being a cold-hearted bitch. And no, it was just part of you. You son of a bitch. I was talking about how you're my soulmate. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I was your soulmate and you can't break up with me because I'm so dumb. Uh, well, that was the joke part know, of it. You're not dumb at all. And I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, so you were the first person I ever felt like, uh, I don't know, we had, I, I don't believe in this shit and I've said this so many times, but I feel like our souls had already like met at some point before I actually physically met you. That's cute. Yeah. So I thought it was really dope and, and you were someone that I was just like, I don't know, I felt like I could be completely free with and I was completely accepted with. This was in the beginning. And it was beautiful. Like I accepted you for you. Like you were wild, crazy. You weren't someone that I was always trying to mold because I felt like with my other boyfriends, I, I, I needed to, I don't know. I just felt like I always needed to make them something that I felt was like on my level at least. So you were trying to change them? I, I guess so. I didn't even Because I know your last boyfriend was trying to change you too. So you guys were just trying to change each other? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, that last one was crazy. But yeah, so with you, that's just a connection. We had like this really deep connection. And um, so I'm like, holy shit. Like I felt like I was already married to you, you know? Like I already had my my life already set out. Even though like I was the person that was like, I don't even want to marry. I don't want kids. I don't want to marry. Like I want to focus on career. That was me prior to you. Um, so then like the first, the first year was pretty cool. Like we were building, um, I was working with you with JK and we were living together and. We moved in like within the first month. Yeah, yeah, we moved in. Well, this was us also knowing each other or knowing of each other. And being in close proxemics for like three years. But during that time, I did think, I was like, damn, we're moving pretty fast, but I like it. I wasn't thinking that either. I was just like, holy shit, this is not fast enough. Oh, Because really? we were so connected. You wanted to get married like right then and there? No, I wasn't thinking about marriage at all. Then how fast do you want to move? Well, already living together is fucking fast. But you wanted to be even faster than that? No, I'm just saying like, I wasn't worried about the speed. I was just like, damn, this is tight. Like, it's just, this is what I want. I see. Yeah. Um... So then like the first year was pretty dope. And then the second year we got really, really busy with JK. And then the third, fourth year, we kind of stayed just like really busy. And then you're the type of person. Um, so again, because I'm super introverted, I can just be with you and only you. And I'm very content. I can't be around a lot of people. I'm different now, but at least at that time, I can't be around a lot of people for too long because I just get tired. Yeah, I get really exhausted. I just feel like... Um, I just need my space from people or I have my limit, like my time limit with each person that I spend. You still feel that now? Uh, I don't know. It's been so long since I've hung out with people. So <laughs> <laughs> anybody out there? Yeah. Hello, 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 hello. Um, I don't think so. I don't think it's as extreme as it once was. Yeah. But it was pretty bad back then. I mean, do you miss anybody? Like, let's say quarantine was... Uh, over tomorrow, do you have? Like, I miss everyone. Do you right have now. like? Okay, I'm gonna. I would hang out with this person immediately. Everyone, I have everyone. Like I miss everyone from Barbell. I miss everyone from JK. Like I miss, um, my June B people. Like I miss everyone. Mm, like I, I miss my family. I miss my mom. I miss my mom's dogs. I miss their cat. Like I miss literally everyone. You think back in the day you would have been like that, or back in the day you're so introverted. You're like, thank God for quarantine, keep people away from me. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, back in the day, because I was just so smothered by my family i see and they didn't smother me it was just i was forced to be in that house for so long yeah. without being able to hang out with other people um so yeah the first three years they were they were okay so the first year i say was the best that i ever experienced with you and then come year two three four that really changed because you went from someone that was like really open and, and allowed me to be myself and free and like i shaved my head being with you you know what i mean where i felt like um at least I was just raised in an environment, not necessarily my my family telling me this, but in an environment where like a guy should be like, hey, are you going to wear that? You know, like you can't wear that. Like a lot of insecurities. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. then I also grew in a, up in an environment where it's a lot of machismo. And like, I, I just didn't like that environment, but I did grow up in that. So just the fact that you were letting me be, feel like an equal to you, I was just like, wow, this is tight, you know? 
And that was the first year. And then like this two year two, three, and four, you kind of just became like my boss because you were my boss for JK. And um, and I didn't realize it in the moment or as it was happening, but like I always wanted to live up to whatever standards you thought of me or whatever standards you had placed, which are pretty fucking crazy. Now that I can like in retrospect, you know? Uh, so I was always trying to live up to these standards and like I was, con I felt like I was constantly failing you. Like I just felt so, so um, isolated and not connected with you. I don't think we were even like having sex that much. Like we weren't really physical. Like, um, so it turned from me wanting to please you and like prove my worth to you because I'm working for you now and not wanting to like embarrass you or like make mistakes and stuff to, um, and I think that really got, like, that really made me sad. It made me get down on myself. Um, and, and, and of course you should never like place that responsibility on anyone. Right. But like, sometimes you don't even know that you're caught up in that. And I was, and I was definitely caught up in that. And then like that started turning into like, I don't know if it was like a, the, like a defense mechanism, but it just turned into like dislike for you. So I didn't, I didn't feel like I felt out of love for you because I still wanted you in my life. And I think this anger was what was shielding me from being sad. You know, <laughs> are you okay? Yeah, I'm just listening. Oh, um, yeah. So I think to protect like my feelings or my heart, I think I just got really angry at you. So I was just like, I don't know. I just felt like pretty shitty. So you just hated and loved me at the same time? I think because I loved you so much, I think I was just so angry at you. Angry at me for changing so much or angry at the situation or angry at how I made you feel? I think all of that. I think, um, damn it. Oh, what the fuck? I'm not trying to cry right now. I'm sorry. Um, I think, um, yeah, I think I felt like lied to by you. Like the person that I was, I was a different person. Yeah, like you just, it felt like a bait and switch. Like it just felt like the first year you were this one person. And then after that, it, you were just this like cold um, statue. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm just trying not to like, I'm like all joked up over here. Yeah, I think, um, I think a lot of couples that, I mean, I don't know what it is, you know, for sure. Maybe I could have changed or maybe, um, honeymoon phase was over and I was so busy trying to like get after and trying to like really set a foundation for our future or I don't know what the reason is you know because like all of those make sense yeah because obviously I wasn't trying to change for the worse yeah um, and you weren't like a bad boy like you weren't like looking at other girls like you were still very respectful like um I just think there was just no passion like there was just um you were just cold you know? Yeah, and that was that's the that was a common theme that I also heard in uh Bobby and Kalila's conversation where um since since they've been doing the podcast, they they actually said they used to be very, very like flirty and like junior high and mess around all the time. And uh since they've been doing their podcast and their castmates now, and like that's like their main like source of income, um, it turned into a very, very business relationship. And then so uh, as she gets older, she also doesn't, I think there's something that she was saying about she wants a more pragmatic type of love where she's like, I'm gonna put that puppy love stuff aside. Like we need to love like adults, you know? So she starts putting that stuff away. And um, and Bobby, like, he, I think he's kind of like me where like there's just an eccentric, crazy, like goofball personality, I think. So I think if he, she's like, oh, well, if you want to put it, I'll just follow whatever you want to do. Because that's already not his natural tendency to buy like all these roses and stuff. And these days, because of quarantine, she's been watching way more K-drama. And as she's watching K-drama, she's like bawling her freaking eyes out because she was like, oh, my God, I can feel these things. Like, I feel like I'm 20 year years old again and I'm swooning over people like I'm I, like this. Uh, she was like, wait, actually, I'm actually a very feminine person. I'm not um, I'm not like this pragmatic love, like old Asian grandma, grandma <laughs> love that I thought I was trying to get to. Yeah. And um, I think she wasn't getting that from Bobby and that's probably why they ended it. But then as she was saying all of that, it sound, sounded like the exact same word you told me. You know, like, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the hustle of JK and then we added Barbara on there. But I remember you telling me you always felt like a very feminine person on the inside. 
and he's had to put on these layers and shield and more and more stuff. And then it kind of turned you into like this uh, hustling machine. Um, but recently, after you came back from the seminar, you were like, when you pull what back the, the Tony Robbins seminar, oh. you were saying that like you pull back the layers and you're like, actually, I am very feminine. I'm very feminine and I'm actually a very big romantic. And then so I think the reason why I wanted to talk about it is because when she said that, it struck a chord in me. I'm like, oh man, this isn't like a lot of uh, people go through this in relationships, especially people that um, do business together. You know, like our friends, Casey and Tiff went through some stuff. Um, Joe and Jess went through some stuff and uh, they actually worked together. And I and I, I was thinking about it. Like I was like, oh, Nikki and Steve. I'm like, wait, actually they don't work together. They might have that podcast, but that's not their main thing. You know, Steve's main thing is he's a writer. Nikki's main thing is that she does her vlog channel. So I'm like, they have a side business together, but people that work intensely together, I'm like, if you're not professional enough or emotionally intelligent enough, um, it will take over the relationship if you don't give it the space. Yeah, I can see that because like, just look at like how you view your friends once you start working together, right? Like yeah. you can love a friend yeah. and be like, man, he's so cool or she's so fun and like, shit, she's so creative. But then once you're put in a working environment and you're building something and you have to meet deadlines and you have to be resourceful and you have to- Then you see how lazy they are. Uh, I don't know if you see how lazy they are, but you really start seeing a different side from them, you know? Yeah. Or are you making a joke? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe you should try a little bit harder. Damn. <laughs> hey, I'm getting you back for the fucking gaslighting. Oh. And for trying to make me cry. I wasn't trying to make I know you were trying to, but this is a fucking heavy ass topic, man. Let me warm up. Okay. Are you warm? I mean, shit. Now I am. Um, yeah. So you get to see a different side of people. And I think that's why that saying goes like, don't do business with friends, you know, because yeah. you're going to see them. And I think it, back in the day, I, I took it as like, you know, like money changes people. So you don't want to like work with them because it gets, but I think what people really meant was like, you might not see them as your friend anymore. Like you might see a side from them that you just didn't want to have to see, you know? Um, and same thing kind of happens when like two friends become lovers and then you see a different side and you're like, fuck, I can't go back to the friendship anymore. Like I can't be a friend anymore. Um, it takes like a super um, emotionally mature people, two people to like be able to, to pull back and not be romantic anymore. Yeah. But I think it it really changes the dynamic. And yeah, definitely. I feel like Kalila, I didn't hear the podcast, but from what you're saying, yeah, same thing. Like I just felt like I needed to be. So one, I was going into your business. You know what I mean? Like if it was something that we build from scratch, I think it would be a different dynamic. Cause now I would, I would feel as much of an equal uh, to you, but when, since it was your business, I had the respect of like, well, this isn't the shit that I built. Like who am I to come in and start demanding things or changing things, you know? But I don't feel like, so we built Barbell together. I don't think uh, that was any different. Well, that's, it is different because when we were building it at that point, I was already so down on myself that I felt like I was supporting you do one of your dreams. Oh. Uh. Yeah, cause like, I love Barbell and I and I consider it my, my baby just as much, but I think the way I'm approaching it these days in 2020 or 2019 uh, is completely different than when I approached it back in 2013. In 2013, I just felt like um, tight, like this is something I always wanted to do. I always wanted my own business. I, I did fantasize about having a clothing line at some point. I do enjoy fitness. Um, I love you so much and like I wanna support whatever it is that you wanna do. And I'm sure because I just knew that like, you were so down for me, you know what I mean? And your loyalty was so strong for me. And um, uh, you love me so much that I knew that once I had whatever passion I wanted to pursue or whatever business idea I wanted to pursue, I felt like you would support me 100%, regardless if it was, if it came from your mind or not, you know? So I felt like, okay, cool, this is Bart's turn. Um, and I'll support that. And this is something that I that I, I love and I love you. And how cool would it be to be like a couple that built something together, you know? So that was the thought process behind it. but. Um, when we were building that, like, I just, I, I, again, because I was so sad in our relationship, I fucking, <laughs> I fucking hated you. Yeah. You just hated me? Um, I think I just hated the relationship. I just hated what it turned into. Cause I'm like, I'm like, how did something so free and so happy get to be so cold? But I didn't even realize that that's what it was. 
what did what did it feel like at the time? Because obviously, if you knew how it felt, you could have put it in words and talked to me about it. Yeah. But I felt like I was also in the dark because I would just never talk to you about it. Yeah, and I'm the type of person that I don't. Um, I actually like this about myself that I don't point fingers at people first. I don't say I'm feeling bad. It's because of their fault. You know, I always go, wait a minute. I feel bad. What the fuck did I do wrong? You know, or I'm not feeling the way I want to feel. What am I doing wrong? So this whole time I was just feeling like, damn, I really suck as a person. Cause I, I, I would look at you and, and I'm like, you're such a righteous person. You're so smart. You're so driven. Um, and I'm like, I, I really respected all those. I mean, I still respect all those things about you. And um, I just felt like I wanted to be your equal and your partner. So whenever I would get like negative feedback from you, because I mean, you had to, I guess, because you're my boss for JK, then then it would further validate, I guess, my own insecurity of like, damn, I'm not up to par to that, you know? So um, I never thought there was anything wrong with you. I always thought like, shit man like i'm so lucky to be with someone like bart because i suck so it was like that damn that sucks i know and luckily i was able to see that now or like you know as as i got older but yeah do you feel that way now no i feel like god damn bart's so lucky to be with me <laughs> <laughs> damn, that's awful. no i don't feel like that either i just feel like i'm an equal you know do you feel um that you're in a way better place now Oh, fuck yeah. I feel like I'm in a way better place now. Um, I feel genuinely happy um, being me. Like, um, I accept who I am as a person. I accept who you are as a person. Because I think also another thing that I that I do, and I feel like a lot, I've heard this from a lot of different people, is that we tend to put our partners on this pedestal, which isn't fair to our partner, you know? Because, like, for you, I'm like, wow, he's so smart, and he's so driven, he's so this, he's so that. So anytime you would do anything that would slightly deviate from how I viewed you, I was really disappointed in you. And I'm like, damn, that's not fair. I don't think that's like loving unconditionally. You know what I mean? Cause I just felt like Bart should know better. Why did he do that? He's supposed to be righteous, you know? Um, so, so yeah, that's pretty fucked up to, to put you on this unhumanly like level. Cause anytime you do something that's very human and you waver from that or, or I mean, like nothing is linear, you know, where you're going to constantly be always pursuing your passions and always trying to excel and always trying to be the best you. Um, I should never, I, I should never be like, hmm, I don't know about this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just taking me? it. I'm just listening. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if that answered your question. That does. Yeah, because I it like when when I was reflecting and I was like really working on myself and like when we had our dark patch, like that was or our dark past. Uh, that for us was back in 2016 where we like almost got divorced and like we had talked to some of our friends and they were absolutely devastated because they were just like, fuck, like obviously they cared about us as people because they're our friends. But then like, you know, the whole uh, pragmatic question started popping up. And it was more like, so then wait, what happens to the businesses? What happens to the rest of us? Cause like- Everyone's affected. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that's the beautiful thing about um, about our life is that we, we've integrated our businesses and our friendship and, and our best friends are in the businesses that we rerun, you know, or we run businesses with them. So like, if anything like this, where we break up or friendships break up, then it's, it's, it's the impact is huge. So they were, they were questioning that and stuff. But um, so yeah, we did a lot of soul searching. Like you and I, we like talked for like, oh, I think like several months and it was like intense talking for like hours and hours and hours. Cause I feel like we just, uh, we were just so damaged. <laughs> Not damaged because of each other. I think just damaged from the past. And, and we've experienced a lot of different trauma that like I think was coming into our relationship. Um, so, so yeah, that's like the beautiful part that came out of it where we were like, fuck, these are my flaws. And I didn't know that until I think that's what I just had to experience. I always feel like, at least for myself, I'm so fucking stubborn and, and like pigheaded that like, I need something to really shake up my world for me to be like, oh, I see it now. I don't know if you feel the same. What about you? What's your whole perspective on this? We've just talked about mine. 
Um, I don't but know. But wait, I'm so sorry. What? <laughs> We've been talking forever. We've almost been talking for 30 minutes. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> It's time for a sponsor. Yeah. What's up, sponsor? And our next sponsor, I really, really love Felix Gray because I get these symptoms all the time. So I'm in the writing field, right? So like I'm always writing with Steve, Casey, Joe all the time and or I'm in like a creative brainstorming field. So I'm constantly in front of a device, a TV, a tablet or a computer. So I experience a lot of blue light coming at me and I don't know how it affects you, but Same. but I get headaches and then my vision starts to get blurry and like the words start getting fuzzy all the time, even though I have pretty much LASIK. So my, my eyes aren't, I don't need glasses. I get them tested. They're actually like 2015, but just the amount of blue light that comes in, it gives me headaches. And so Felix Gray makes these really, really dope uh super stylish super stylish glasses with that cuts out 90 of blue light in the most damaging range and another added benefit is, of this is that a lot of people their sleep cycles are getting messed up because your body can't tell the difference between blue light and it being the morning so although people are being on their phone or on their devices trying to fall asleep they're actually having a hard time and their sleep is getting later and later and later because your body is it's messing up the circadian rhythm and your body thinks it's trying to wake up. So if you want to still be on your phone or not to have headaches, check out Felix Gray. They use a uh, super lightweight Italian acetate and what that means in layman's terms, if you ever have a nice pair of sunglasses, that's what it's made out of. And you could tell the difference between like polycarbonate, which is like the yeah, cheap- Yeah, it, because sometimes it'll, uh, it squeaks. Yeah, that's like, like the eh, cheap eh, gas station eh. type of uh, glasses versus the Italian acetate. And 95% of Felix Gray buyers routinely wear them and report significant symptom relief. And it's also available in prescription and non-prescription. And you can try them for 30 days risk-free. So if you're wearing them, you still have that headache or you're wearing them and you're still like sleeping late, just return them. So this is super awesome. Go to felixgrayglasses.com slash bail, B-E-A-W for the absolute best quality blue light filtering glasses on the market. That's felixgrayglasses.com, F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y glasses.com slash bail, B-E-A-W to try them for 30 days risk-free. Nice. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I feel like, I mean, obviously I contributed to it, but I feel really oblivious to it the whole time you know Just you didn't notice that we weren't like i wasn't being affectionate with you like i wasn't having sex like we weren't having sex like we were fighting all the time i mean like because i'm knee deep in it right so like when i'm in it i'm just like man this period is lasting a really long time this time it just felt like that it just felt like damn why is she being such a bitch this whole time and i'm like Hopefully. you never thought about like what, what could i possibly be doing Um, I don't think so because I don't know if I'm that emotionally intelligent. Like, you know, like I wish I could, right? Of course, it's your self-reflection. But like when you self-reflect and you can't self-reflect something you don't even know you own, right? So of course, that's my first thing. Like, okay, cool. I, I self-reflect. I, I take out my like files, right? And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, I don't cheat on her. I do shows. I resist temptation all the time. Um, I do this for JK. I do this for Barbell. I do this for our family. Um, we go see our parents. We go see my parents. Uh, these are all the things that I do. They're very like the pragmatic stuff, right? And those are my files. So if I look at the file, I'm like, yeah, I think I'm a pretty good partner. Um, and then I close it. But I don't have I don't have the other emotional file. Like what are the other <laughs> things? Oh, I'm not being supportive. I'm not talking to her. I'm not allowing her to be herself. I'm not her confidant anymore. I'm not really her best friend. All I ever do is just tell her these one-sided things. Like that... You can't self-reflect things that you don't know about yourself, right? So that file, I didn't even know I, I had. So of course, I'm just going through my- like, That people have? My logical, <laughs> yeah. I just go through my logical checklist and I'm like, damn, she's just bitch. So I just gotta, just gotta be more lenient, you know? And then uh, maybe she'll come around. And then that's how I had it. And then like, I think uh, with like the whole barbell stuff, I just viewed it as, oh, she said she wanted to do this with me. So like whatever effort I put in, she's gonna put in. Cause I think there was a time where I started to hate you, not hate you, but like I started to dislike you from a business part point of view. Cause I know we went into it together and I felt like I started carrying it on my back more and more and yeah, more. Yeah, you more. definitely did. And so like when it was at that point, I was cause like- I, Cause I, I think at that point where you felt that was just cause I was so, um, I think I was just so like wasted from like, 
hearing so much critique or just not hearing any, not that I need praise, but just hearing like, hey, that was good. Let's continue to do that. Like, it was always like, we had a conversation when things were bad. So I'm like, fuck, are they always bad? Damn, I'm really fucking shitty. You know, so I think I was really depressed and I didn't even realize. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and then I was just like, um, yeah, I was probably depressed depressed too. And I was just like, uh, damn, I guess. Um, I have to carry this on my I back. I have to carry this on my back and she's such a bitch, but hopefully they'll come around, you know? Um, so I'll just keep going and then maybe in a year or two, like she'll wake up and then she'll figure it out. So I just kept pu- uh, pushing forward and more and more and more. And I just kept, I just kept going with it. Cause like, um, I think also like just with my upbringing and the way that I view life, like I know emotions are fleeting. So I'm like, she might, I might hate her right now. She might hate me, but I know we're going to end up loving each other. So, um, like that took like three, four, five years. Like I said, it's fleeting. <laughs> oh fuck. You know? That's what I'm saying. Like that, the, I think the reason why a lot of people like it's hard for me, it's hard. I think that's the hardest part for me to relate to people because people are emotional. Right. And then so there's I think the, the whole spectrum is like impulsive where, oh, my God, I got to fuck her right now. And then you cheat on your wife or, oh, my God, I got to buy that right now. You have buyer's remorse because it, it, uh, fucking advertisements work on you just like that or whatever. Someone talks to you, works on you just like that. Right. And then a cheesecake, got to eat it right now. And then you throw away your entire fucking, I'm pretty, I'm not, it's like me. But like, so there's impulsive on <laughs> I one. I was like, wow, I feel a little attacked so there. There's, so there's impulsive on one end, right? Yeah. And then there's the other end where you're pretty much like a robot. And I know most people are like on that spectrum, emotional. Most people are actually not even in the middle. Most people are impulsive towards emotional. And uh, like, you know, the greats, uh, the great like investors of the world, they know things like Warren Buffett and those guys, they know things come in 10 year cycles. So that's how I guess stable they are, right? They go, oh, cool. Yeah. Eight years. I'll get my, uh, I'll get my investment back versus most people. They're looking at it day to day. Oh my God. And like it and week to week and then month to month. And then like a month is a long time to them. And then their things get fucked. So for me, because I always kind of like, I like people that seem stable and unwavering. So I always look to that side for inspiration and look to that side for what I wanted to strive to be. So even though there was that dark point, I never want the, I think the same thing that got us to the dark point, which is my lack of emotional intelligence and my lack of sensitivity, I think was also the same driving force for why I didn't want to break up because I know it's fleeting. It just might suck for five years. Yeah. Fuck. Like, um, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it makes sense now, you know, but I think back then it, it was like, yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't see what was really happening. Like I remember talking to a couple of friends and just being like, and this is like early on too. And just going like, man, like, how do you guys keep the passion alive? Cause I didn't know that that was like, like that was a thing that, um, that that wasn't normal. I think the thing that we went through is definitely intensified because most people don't have, uh, they're not coworkers and then like lovers later. But I do see in a lot of relationships, just life gets to people. You know, when you start having like, like you guys can be super in love. And when you're super in love, you want to get married. And after you get married and you guys are in the, like the peak of your career, you're like, cool, let's get a house, have a family, right? And then you put all this new stress on you. Now you got a mortgage. Now you got to pay for the, you have a kid and you need a babysitter. And then now, the amount of time you should spend together, you guys are spending working and you only spend this much time seeing each other. So that relationship, even though you guys aren't working in the same job, it starts to morph. And so I've seen like a lot of my friends, parents, my own parents, my, my aunties and uncles. I think this is the majority. Yeah, the majority, I think like between like um, maybe even 30 and 50, it's like it seems like it's a rough patch there for a lot of people. If they can't make it through there they get divorced. And then I see people after like the kids get a little bit old, they, they, they come around again, you know? Yeah, they those go, are my parents. Yeah, they fall back in love. Yeah. And then so like, uh, from someone from, with my angle, I'm like, see, it was just 20 years of hatred. Oh my but God. But they came back around. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, oh, it's fleeting. It's 20 years. Yeah. No, it, it, it's, uh, I think that's too, that also is what kind of kept me in the relationship was like, one, I was so down on myself. I, I think I was just waiting on you to break up with me. 
Cause I'm like, damn, like the way, not that you were talking to me in any sort of way, but I think the way I felt that you viewed me was as like such a piece of shit. I would never break up with you. Well, fine. But like, the only I, way we're breaking up is if you broke up with me. Fine. Well, uh, because I was just like, damn, I'm so beneath him because I was so fucking depressed that I'm like, okay, he's going to break up with me any minute now. So let me just try to be here for as long as he wants to keep me. So like, um, breaking up with you was never a, like a consideration, you know, like we did, we did take a break at one point and, and that, like that didn't really do anything cause we lived together. So that was like, not really a break. It was just like, I don't know. <laughs> and you're still cute. <laughs> what do you mean? Cause I remember we took a break and we'd be like, uh, we'd be like, okay, for this month, um, we're not going to act like boyfriend, girlfriend even though we're sh sharing the same bed and we still have the same so hobbies. <laughs> so we would take a break. And then I think we even tried like driving to work separate just to really separate things. But by the time we got home, we both lay in bed and I'm like, you want to watch Sons of Anarchy? All right. And oh, we wow. stay on that side, yeah. I stay on this side then. Remember we really liked that show back yeah, then? Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, all right, cool. Before it got all weird. Like, I think all right, like let's, season let's, two was cool and then it got weird. Yeah, and then we would like, you know, watch Sons of Anarchy. And then our pillows got closer. <laughs> we started like holding hands. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this isn't that bad. It's pretty nice. <laughs> Why don't we take a break more often? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe like subconsciously, I was just like hoping for you to be like, no, no, come back. Or like, let's change something. But come back to where? I don't know. Like bring it back to like the beginning. Like I was in such a fucking dark place. I wasn't thinking clearly at all. Like I wasn't even my fucking self. I don't think I was myself either. Yeah. Like, I, I was just so fucking sad, dude. And, like, I think I was just trying to do anything to, like, pick myself up. Because I was I just felt so down around you that, like, like yeah, the shaving the head. And I don't think it was, like, a complete result of, like, our relationship. But I yeah. think I needed something to really shake me up and get me out of my funk. Yeah. And that was always something I wanted to do. But I think it just, it, it accelerated the speed in which I did it. Yeah. Like all these different things, you know, and I wanted to hang out with different people and meet different people because I'm just like, damn, man, my current situation, fuck, it sucks. Like I couldn't escape it because I work with you. I live with you. Like it was just always us. Um, And like, even though my heart was like, ultimately it was like, damn, I love this person and I don't want to not be around this person. But like it was really broken because I'm like, shit. Like, I don't want to have to hang out with other people. Like, I don't want to, like, have a different circle of friends because I need to shake off the shitty feeling that I have, you know? Yeah. So, um, like, I think I would, like, I, I went to, like, different events without you. And, like, that's just so out of character for me because, like, I've said it on different platforms and stuff where I'm like, you're... You're the only person I can't get tired of. Like, I will always want to travel with you. I always want to go ex make, have experiences with you. And at that point, I'm like, man, I just want to be away from this guy. That, that was the reason why I did the marathon. I think the marathon was like my version of shaving my head. Marathon recently? Yeah. Oh. I mean, not, not with us. Oh, so I think, I'm like, wait a minute. I thought no, we were no, good. No, like we're, we're way better. We're, we're good, you know? But I think... Um, I think from carrying barbell on my back, I still feel the emotional baggage of it. So I think like just, you know, going through um, like JK and there's like a ton of stress there and then a ton of stress with like the barbell and just things growing and there's just starting to feel like overwhelmed and things start feeling routine. And then like a uh, barbell became a bit like I, you know, like I, I love training. You know how I am, you know, like, like these days me even just I bought a fucking dive brick so that I could throw it in the pool and just go back inside and pick it out and then like do it repeatedly, you know, like I- <laughs> You're a dog. Like, yeah, like I love, I love- <laughs> You like playing fetch. I do, like I love training so much. But with Barbell, um, every single training session is, I have to film it. So it's like that that personal time is taken away from me. Yeah, I was there too. I was filming my shit too. Yeah, so like all of the, and then it was for years, you yeah. know? Like, so all that's taken away from me. Everything that I love- So it's uh, like a passion now is not a passion because it's work. Yeah, everything that uh, that I love is taken away from me from that. Uh, uh, it's not anyone's fault. That's just how it evolved. And then, so I think like, um, I love my family. I love you. I love Taikov, obviously, but I just felt like I was in this, in a rut, like mentally- and um, I didn't really know how to break from it. And then, um, so I talked to like, and I think that's the whole time I had that whole like- Re-enlisting. Re-enlistment. I, I feel like I needed a new purpose. And I just feel like, I just feel like no one understood me, like the way that the, the person that I am. So I wanted to find people that are more like-minded so I can like relate to people. 
Um, and then so one of my buddies that was former military. You felt like I didn't understand you either? I mean, I, I think you do, but you're not in every part of my life. So I don't have, uh, you know, like sometimes, like, you know, in the office, right? Like Michael Scott says something crazy. Jim and Pam can always look at each other and they got each other's back. Um, I felt like uh, Stanley in some parts of my life. Cause you're not in every, like you're in my Pam, right? So if there's things in per certain parts of my life, I could always look at you, cool. She understands me, I feel good. But for the most part, I feel like it, the, the things that you're not in, I'm just Stanley, like, I'm just like that, right? All the time. Yeah. yeah. And then so I just needed something to kind of like shake it up, give it purpose. And so when I did the marathon, um, even though it was really tough training, it was some of the happiest moments of my life, like the training part of it. Right. Waking up at four, running until the sun comes up. When you're in it, it sucks. But it then sucks ass. Back. But when you're no, but after, even while doing it, it physically sucks ass, but it's very emotionally uplifting. And finally, I'm doing something for myself. Cause I feel like I, I, for both businesses, I'm doing everything for everyone else. And usually it's like you, you have a passion and you have a dream and it's like a teamwork thing. Like we're all going to win this championship together, but it, it started to feel like, um, not that way, you know? So I think like I needed to like, uh, maybe that's when Michael Jordan went to go play baseball. You know, yeah. not, not that I'm saying I'm Michael Jordan or anything, but it probably things can get even at like the most, uh, out from the outside it looks like the most beautiful thing and he's like what the hell this guy was like killing it on the court why is he going to baseball all of a sudden maybe that's why you know he just needed to shake things up and then like after that that revitalized all kinds of stuff like i kind of fell out of love with powerlifting too yeah that's why i was doing all these martial arts and i was doing more circuit training and um but i fell back into powerlifting yeah that makes sense i mean you just have a longer um tolerance than a lot of people because like for me i fell out of powerlifting years ago you know and i and for me once i feel it and like, i also think you only got into it because of me too so uh, i don't even know if you're fully like if you fully loved it um well that's another story like for me i do like things so i did like it right like i told you i saw that chick and she was super cute but she was fucking strong and that's just kind of how i always like living like i like being feminine but then just going fuck you and being a badass so that like has always been something that i'm really attracted to so that was really cool but i think the way you go about uh coaxing me into doing things is really annoying because <laughs> you're just Sorry. so pushy about shit am i still that way um i don't know i don't think you are uh, there's still you do anything anymore there's still like little hints of it but that could be because i'm just so traumatized by it yeah um and like back in the day because i was so depressed and i was so down on myself and i wanted to like make you happy or like at least make you see that i'm like up to your level which again was I, that that i was saying like damn that's fucked up because i was placing you on this pedestal that i shouldn't have because that's not fair to you right like we had that whole conversation um i felt like when you were pushing me to do it like you saw it as like something very beneficial for me something that we can do together as a couple like something that you enjoyed that you're like we're the same person so she should also enjoy and we can do it like you know what i mean but because we were in such a bad place like ultimately i fucking hated it like i started hating it so much because i'm like but I'm like, damn, did, do I like it for me or do I like it for you? But now looking back, I'm like, no, I actually really liked it. But I think um, because I had to film everything, you know, like at one point my channel was a fitness channel too, or like my fitness journey. And then I was competing, but I was competing for like the Barbell Brigade brand and the channel and all that. Like whatever I did like of it, coupled with just being annoyed with you and how you did things. And then also having to make that work now, like that passion, like was really quick, like it, it died pretty quickly. But for someone like you, who's who's more of like, uh, you know how you were talking about the spectrum of emotional to not, to like um, impulsive to like not, you're the one that likes to like weather the storm and you like, it's like a slow burn for you. So I think if you were more like me, you'd probably would have quit it a long time ago. But you're just like, nah, it's okay. I still got to do it for this. And I got to carry this on my back and I can't let this person down. See, I think you had more reasons to like, like have it last this long, but I can see why, you know, like it was something that was really, that was really fun for you. And, and we were doing it as a group. And then it became like, Oh, you got to wake up before your act. You have to wake up earlier and do this, sh this shoot before your actual workout. 
you know? So it just became something that you couldn't even, I don't know, you couldn't even smile doing because it's like, okay, do it again. Or like, what's the, what's the purpose behind this video? Or how are we going to like make another video out of this? You know? And it's like the same thing over and over again. I can see it. I can see why you would fall out of it. Yeah. Yeah. But you just last a long time before you get really tired of something. That's why you're always like, I can eat the same meal over and over and over and over and over again for a full year and I'll get tired. But you're probably <laughs> tired. I know. But I also like that about me because I feel like I'm not a child. I mean, I don't think I'm a child. <laughs> I mean, because like, I guess the, maybe this is the way I'm doing it wrong. But like that's children, you know, like children, they their cycles are like this. They're like, I can't even wait a week on something or they can't even wait a day on something or they're but that's but on the spectrum of things that's like on the far end of the spectrum there's a lot of people i meet that are like 30 40 50 they are are literally like five years old they are i think i'm not in terms of emotional intelligence or emotional sensitivity okay i'm like emotional intelligence uh yeah yeah for sure there there is that i mean there's there's people on all because the american credit system banks off that how impulsive and how emotional people are yeah so the people that are like crazy and dead in credit they're on that end because they can't go, this is how much I have, this is how much I should spend. They go, ooh, like a kid, you know? They point out the thing at the toy, I can't afford it, but I want it. Yeah. So I think that's a part of me that I actually like, but I am trying to move towards, at least towards the middle. So I feel like I could be more uh, emotionally aware and understand people and stuff like that. And so I could be there for other people and also be more aware of my own self. Cause I don't yeah. even know when, because uh, obviously I'm human being, right? So I do get emotional, but because I'm so emotionally detached, I don't even know when I'm being emotional. Yeah. So that's no. something I want to work towards too. Yeah, no, you've changed significantly, like for sure. I think once we started doing like our own therapy back, back, you know, a few years back, and then like we had even reached out to our past relationships and like we tried to connect with that in terms of like, Hey, sorry if I ever hurt you or whatever. Like in a very mature level to try to like put full closure on that. Um, we did that. We did so much soul searching um, where now I, like I knew who I was a little bit better. You know who you are a little bit better. We're way more open when it comes to talking about how we feel about things. Like, yeah. And you're way more receptive to really trying to not only understand, but like emote and like empathize and like really feel it even though sometimes you're like, fuck, I don't understand it, but like, let me try, you know? And I think that's really dope. Like you've, you've definitely evolved. You're not as like, and I think that too has also caused you to be less judgmental because you, before you were really judgmental. I feel like I'm more judgmental than I ever was. Oh really? Well, maybe you're not days, as vocal. You don't think so? You're a lot less than you used to be. Really? Yeah. Cause I feel like these days, like I think what drove me to want to re-enlist is because um, how judgmental I am. Like I, I'm like, how come, how come no one understands the meaning of at all costs? Let's achieve a goal, right? So like, um, like you would hear like, oh, what about overtime? Like I'm not even talking about in our business. I'm just talking about like just what I hear. Like uh, these days, it's almost like I give a mile, you better pay me for that mile. You know, and then like I was just I'm just like I just hear people like like the it, they, like it's almost like a lot of people have this type of welfare mentality or like um, like even the people that I hear to ask Gary V questions where they're like, you know, I want this, but it's going to take me to do this to get this. And what if I don't get that now? What happens? And then Gary V's like telling him like, well, do you fucking want it or not? Because if you want it, it doesn't matter if it takes one hour to do it or 2,000 hours to do it. You fucking do it. So I yeah. understand that mentality. And that's something that what I loved about the military, it's it's not about how you feel. You know, it doesn't matter if you sleep one hour or two hours or eight hours. It's let's get this fucking shit done. And um, I just feel that less and less. And people are like seeking comfort or to me, they're finding excuses or whatever. So I feel like my brain is getting more and more judgmental. Um. But I don't know, but you're saying I'm not, but it feels like or my maybe, brain is. May, uh, and I feel like I can't wait till I find like a group um, of people, uh, like I can't wait till I find a group of people that I feel like uh, I can relate to like that again. I think the, the well, before I even say what I'm about to say, let's uh, introduce our final sponsor. 
Okay, you motherfuckers, I better not hear you guys say, what am I going to do at home? I'm so bored. I'm so bored, it gets too much time. Because there's fucking Skillshare. It's an online learning community with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people. And what they should add in the copy is also for bored people. So if you are tired of jacking off, or you're tired of watching the same show over and over again, and you're tired of doing body weight workouts against your pillows and your mattress, guess what? You can actually improve your game and come out of this with a ton of new skills that you could bring into your job and hopefully get a raise real quick because we all need to be a little more financially stable because we're about to be in a recession. So this is why I love, love, love Skillshare and I can never talk about Skillshare enough because it's an online learning community and there's thousands of classes that you can learn from photography to graphic design to copywriting and marketing. And um, if, you, if you're anxious, you can explore classes that may help you express what you're feeling through creative self-discovery. There's just so many benefits. You, can you, know, what I, you know what I took, what I'm Which taking one? right now? I'm taking a lot of um, photo classes. So I, I stocked up on like seven different photo class courses. Yeah. One of them is like iPhone. Yeah. Cause like, did you know that your iPhone has so many capabilities that we're just not even utilizing? Yeah. Okay. So there's, <laughs> well, I, I mean, I know that because I'm in that field, um, but like for people out there, like there's people that have won film festivals shot only with the iPhone. Yeah. So there's ways to maximize your iPhone for uh, photo, for video, and um, even like for music production. And you, you know, know what else I'm coupling that with? What? Interior design so that I can make my backgrounds look really, really pretty and like complementary colors and like make the space feel bigger and more brighter. That's dope. Yeah. That's so, even, so even if you're not looking to be a, a like a better asset to whatever team you're working with, you just want to express yourself creatively. There's so many that classes. Itch. And you have that itch. There's so many classes out there. And you can go to Skillshare.com slash Bail, B-E-A-W, to get two free months. And we're probably going to be in this for about two months. So there's just I would just sign up Skillshare.com slash Bail, B-E-A-W, for two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Go try it out. Learn a couple classes a day. Like there's so many things that you can do to learn and uh, and it helps kill time. And then you're going to feel better about yourself because you're going to be like, oh, cool. I watched that eight video course and now I'm this much better at that that I've always wanted to do. So go check that out. Okay. Uh, I feel like the people or the group that you're referring to are the, the group of people that like to jump off of cliffs without fucking parachutes. <laughs> no, they do love parachutes. Like for example, like uh, one of my what buddies- What are the ones that are the, with the squirrel suit? Squirrel suit. Yeah, that's- Base jumpers. Your, those are your people. Base jumpers are your fucking people. Maybe, but like, um, like you know, I had a buddy uh, who I joined like the military with at the relatively same time and now he works for the sheriff's department. He, um, he would show me his Thanksgiving dinner and it'd be on the back of a police car with like El Pollo Loco because he's still working like a long shift, right? I'm like, fuck yeah, I fucking love that. Because it's like, it doesn't fucking matter if it's a holiday. People are fucking still, if, if there's something that needs to be done, they're fucking doing it. Versus the people that I go, but wait, isn't a holiday? How come we're working that day? Like, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, we got shit to fucking do. So it, it's like things like that that make me slowly i feel like i feel like i'm very judgmental i don't want to be but it feels it makes me feel it just makes you feel weird yeah maybe you just need to find what your group is then and not be around that you know either that or just learn to understand where they're coming from right because then for me that just sounds like a more balanced person really well i don't know like there's always so many different perspectives like you know joe I mean? works through his birthday right yeah so like when it comes to like work and hustle i think me joe see eye to eye like crazy yeah he just works straight through his birthday there's pe and then there's people and me I would like with you and your birthday I think it's a special day and then there's people that uh they yeah but it's not up for me to do it if you go no you're not gonna enjoy your own birthday I'm like that's fucking dope but I'm never gonna do it for myself so there's people and then there's people that are like oh it's my birthday nothing's gonna go I'm gonna do this whatever my birthday and then there's people that are like it's my birthday weekend and there's people that are like it's my birthday week we better not be doing this the Monday the coming Monday and we better not be doing something the finishing Sunday. And then, so there's just those type of people. And then they got to celebrate like every little thing. It's a 37th month anniversary. <laughs> you sound like a hater, dude. <laughs> I, I am because I'm judgmental, right? So I'm yeah. just so like, for me, I'm like, um, that's why I feel like I am more judgmental than ever. And I think that's why I'm trying to- Or maybe I'm just used to your shit because you've never not been this way. Really? Yeah. I just always wow, been talking- double negative. I've always been talking hella shit all the time. You just, yeah, you just, you, I, yeah, for sure. Why do you think I felt so shitty? <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, damn. So maybe yeah, I maybe talk I less just, shit? Maybe, I just, maybe I'm just used to it then. But I, I felt at least that it was less. But maybe, yeah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I just got used to it and it's still the same amount. But um, why not then surround yourself with your people? There's nothing wrong with that. I've been trying to meet them. Okay. I mean, recently I met uh, um, my buddy Don, who he's like a former Marine, and uh, it was really cool. And then like we we had lunch and we were just talking. And then um, what's cool that like what I really admire about him is he's starting from the scratch. Like his business with the whole like uh, deep end fitness training, he's from the scratch. He's starting with people that that have that level of understanding. So if they need to, if they need to fly in, do a job, fly out, and keep constantly doing that, they can keep up with that, you know. And then no one's going. Oh, it's my birthday, or I'm sick, or I have a twisted ankle. Like everyone's just like, whatever it's got, it's got to take to get it done. Yeah. And to me, it's not even about. I think it's like maybe I'm I'm also just not emotionally um, strong enough to handle complaints because I like obviously if someone has a uh, a flat tire or something or a commitment that doesn't allow them to complete the task. Like sometimes it's life, you know, like fucking there's a tornado came. I'm not going to be like, Oh, you're going to complain about a bitch ass tornado. Like <laughs> a fucking, that's a tornado. But yeah. I think it's the complaining and the emotional part of it that I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Maybe Cause, it, cause I don't think I have ever complained to anybody around me for any of our business or team things. Like if it doesn't happen, maybe it doesn't happen. Yeah. But I don't think I'm going to go, do you know how many times I read that email over? Yeah, but you're also not very balanced. Really? You know what I mean? And I'm not I'm not saying that people that complain are more balanced. But um, yeah, there's just different types of people, you know? And I think you just need to surround yourself with your types of people. Like, I don't think they're wrong for doing that. That's just their truth. And that's just um, how they function. And if, and, and if you don't like that, I think you should just either try to understand it and learn how to like it. But if you can't, then it's like, hey, maybe these aren't my people and that's okay. And I think just going into a group that's your people is cool. Cause I complain like a motherfucker. How do you not, how do you still love me? I just love you so long. <laughs> Fine. But you know what's scary? I'm scared that if I find those group of people, they're gonna think I'm a bitch, start judging me. And I lose my friends and I lose friends on both sides. They're oh. gonna be like, well, what do you Bart want? You can't have your cake and eat it. Full of excuses. <laughs> you can't have your cake and eat it too. You know what I mean? What the fuck? Because I'm judging like someone else because they're like sick or something. And I'm like, this fool said he's sick, so he can't do this. And he's like, Bart literally said he shattered both of his knees and that's why he's not going to come here. What a fucking little bitch. That's what I'm scared of. So then, wait, so you're going to talk shit but not do anything about it? Well, I did. Oh. But the funny thing is, they think I'm crazy still. Okay. But so I got my little marathon group, right? It was Nick, fighter, Ron, fighter, Don. And then uh, they still think I'm crazy. I'm like, what the fuck? But actually, Don, uh, Ron doesn't think. I think Ron thinks I'm cute, to be honest. <laughs> I think he thinks I'm a very, like, little cute guy. Um, but yeah, but like a lot of people that I, I am meeting in that world, they still think that I'm crazy. But I don't think I'm crazy. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't think there's anything wrong with, like, having your click or, like, finding your people. Um and yeah, that's, that's something I discovered recently. Like not every, like, I just thought I was always the odd one out. So I always felt like, fuck, I should be having more friends or having these types of friends or like, damn, I'm missing out, you know? Uh, but with more self-reflection and more self-work and stuff, I'm like, mm, that's okay. I don't need a, I don't need, like, I'm not missing out if I'm not, uh, copying what I've, what I've seen. Yeah. You know, that's actually one of the reasons I really like hanging out with my sheriff buddy because we have, uh, we see a lot of things eye to eye. And even though he's like a tool, like the, his. Damn, you call your buddy a tool? You're fucking mean. Why? He a tool's not is. a good thing. A tool's a fucked up word. Well, he knows he's a tool. <laughs> You're so mean. Oh, well, I don't know. He's my good buddy. <laughs> that doesn't sound like it. Usually you tell, you call people tools when they're fucking, they're not your friends. But anyway. Oh, really? Okay. I mean, I guess that's just your, that maybe you gotta keep that's your, just your circle of people. You keep your best insults for the closest friends. Okay. Cool. So that's another love. That's another layer of love that's I, that, that, that I'm used to expressing. Yeah. And I love him because I know like with him, he is, his type of spirit, it's like you cannot break it no matter what. And so, like, it's cool to at least talk to him about things and, like, 
Like I love going shooting with them because I feel like I've I meet someone with the same driving core on the inside, even though outside we do different things, but with the same core on the inside and it feels good to be around him. Yeah. Yeah. You guys just have different love languages, I guess. Cause like, he's also someone that's not very um, affectionate and not very close and open with his heart. Like, I mean, he is, he's a very loving person, but the way he shows it is when he calls you a fuckhead, you know what I mean? And like, um, some people might see that as like, damn, you're, you're one emotionally stunted and like, like, why is it so hard for you to be vulnerable? It's okay not to call someone a fuckhead and just hug him. He is being vulnerable, I think. Saying fuckhead. No, it, he's not being vulnerable because he has to say he has to make a joke. That's not being vulnerable. I don't even think he's making a joke. I think he means he's a fuck. Means calling me a fuckhead. Oh well, I mean, some people would view that as like, oh fuck, he's scared to be vulnerable because he is. I know him. I know who you're talking about, and he's very scared of emotion and being vulnerable. You know. Um, but I mean, yeah, like the only thing I'm scared of when it comes to like sticking with your type of people is that you don't really get to evolve too much. And that's something that I've always really liked about myself. And I pride myself on is that like, I always would seek out, I mean, I still do this qualities that I don't possess in myself that I really respect, you know, that I I look for in other people. And then I want to be around that, you know? Um, cause I want to just evolve and grow and learn like through osmosis. And, um, so for me to stay in my comfort zone and be like, and, and be, you know, uh, around the same type of mindset, I think I get bored and I'm like, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm not growing anymore. So like, if I'm not that emotional, then I like to be around more emotional people. What if you're not that emotional and you be even around even less emotional people so you can evolve in that way i mean i was around you and that worked <laughs> i was pretty fucking less emotional and then but i was it wasn't, like it wasn't your nature because you ended up hating it right exactly but at least i tried it so you, you know gotta I mean? find I your went nature there. i think so i so i found i but i'm now i can understand you i can translate for you you know what i mean because i i think i've i've retained this tool and now i'm like oh okay so now around more emotion I don't even want to say, I mean, you have a lot of emotions. I don't want to even call it that, but just people that aren't as openly emotional, like I can vibe with them and gel with them more now. You know, that's why Joe's pretty dope because he can like hang out with so many different spectrums of people. Yeah. Cause he doesn't just have one click that he hangs out with. Cause he's like your best friend, but like he doesn't hang out with you the most. Like he hangs out with so many different people. And I think that's what makes him so well-rounded. Yeah. So that's the only thing I'm afraid of when it's like finding your people. And then, I mean, it's cool to have like your close circle of people in which we do have, you know, we have our close circle, but like hanging out with different groups is always cool. Cause you're always going to learn something new from them. Damn. It turned into like something not so sad anymore, but it's still kind of sad. Is this sad? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, kind of, cause it sounds like you can't find your, your folks and you feel pretty sad about that. Yeah, but it seems like you're you're working towards it and you have a handful of people. That's pretty tight. Yeah. You okay? Yeah. Oh, I can't read your faces. Like the, I can never tell what he's feeling ever. Sometimes I think he's sad and he's not. And then when he's sad, he's happy. And I'm like, what the fuck? I can't read it. But anyway, um, any closing thoughts? Mm. Yeah, I think uh, one advice I would give people that think they want to start something with uh, their significant significant other, I think it's definitely doable. Um, We didn't have any guidance, so it was tough for us to figure out. But I would say it's very important to do equal parts, equal romance. So um, if people want to do it. Like equal business, equal romance? Yeah, equal parts business, equal parts romance. Because like you fell in love with your partner because of romance, right? Like, because of like, I love this thing about her. I love this thing about him. Um, we, we, our soul shares these things. Like you didn't fall in love with each other because, oh man, he's so good at accounting or man, this guy's marketing strategy is fucking sick. So when you start to view uh, your partner through like the eyes of business, um, you're gonna, it's, it's, it's a different relationship and you have to, they're mutually exclusive. So as much business time as you guys spend, make sure you cut that off and you have a hard out and then uh, spend the amount of time building the romance part of it too, because they're just as important. 
And if, if not, and you get them all mixed up and you guys are talking about, you guys are fighting during business meetings. And then at home, when you guys are supposed to be lovey-dovey, you're talking about the business, which is going to be really hard to separate. Um, that's how the a lot of things can get messed up. And I don't want to see people that have to go through that same type of pain because there are a lot of couples that do businesses out there now that are out in the open. So um, people don't have to, have to make the same mistakes as like some of like the first generation YouTube couples have done. Yeah. Yeah. That's some great advice. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Once again, thank you for felixgrayglasses.com slash bail for sponsoring the podcast. You can try them for 30 days risk-free. And if your screens aren't easier on the eyes, send them back for a full refund. Nice. And also thank you to Skillshare. Right now, you guys will get two free months of premium membership at skillshare.com slash bail. B-E-A-W. And last but not least, me and Ma Bear's own gym and apparel and supplement company, Barbell Brigade, got barbellbrigade.com. Make sure you sign up to our newsletter because we have a lot of initiatives going on. We have immunity stack coming out. We have performance greens coming out. That's just on the supplements. And we're also trying to figure out a subscription model for people that just want maybe like one or two things every single month at a discounted price. And we have surveys going out so that we can better see what people want. So make sure you stay subscribed to our newsletter and the email so that we can get what you guys want. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.